people are traumatized. There are thousands of blue tarps on homes in Puerto Rico two years after Hurricane Maria. And today we have houses that are falling apart because of the tremors that are hitting our island. The trembling is happening all the time. Puerto Rico sits between two fault lines. We have families that are sleeping outside. We have kids and children without water or a school to go to. The central government does not have the capacity to be able to deal with this type of situation. It was the governor that admitted there is no emergency plan for earthquakes. This is where stateside, we have to exercise our social capital, our political capital, and our conscience. It is no time to just watch the news. It is no time to just say, I will pray for my family, or I hope that they are okay. Today we must do something, and it is time for action. Hi, everyone. That was Cristina Pasiones-Zayas and Jesse Fuentes, co-chairs of the Puerto Rican Agenda, at a press conference announcing the reactivation of the Chicago Puerto Rican Agenda's 3Rs campaign for earthquake relief. Since December 28, 2019, close to 1,300 earthquakes have hit Puerto Rico, with the largest being a 6.4 magnitude quake. In response, Chicago's Puerto Rican agenda has reactivated their 3Rs campaign to rescue, bring relief, and rebuild the hardest hit parts of La Isla. Learn more about and or donate what you can to the 3Rs campaign at PuertoRicanChicago.org. Again, that's PuertoRicanChicago.org. Welcome. You are now listening to the Paseo Podcast, where we highlight stories by, from, and about the Puerto Rican community. You are listening to the Paseo Podcast, where we highlight stories by, from, and about the Puerto Rican community. My name is Joshua Smezer de Leon, and I want to thank you for downloading this episode. If you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are streamed, give this podcast a like and subscribe to it. It makes a world of difference. We started this podcast as a way to bring attention to the diverse and vibrant stories that make up the Puerto Rican communities here in Paseo Boricua in Chicago and around the world. From La Isla to the diaspora, we hope you enjoy what you hear. On today's episode of the Paseo Podcast, we welcome Melissa Cintron and Dorian Ortega, two of the co-founders of Healing Jodonas. They're here today to talk about that organization, what a healing poetry circle is, and the positive effects that Healing Jodonas healing poetry circles can have on someone's overall well-being. Whether you're dealing with burnout, trauma, or something else, a healing poetry circle may be something for you. So let's jump into the conversation. You are listening to the Paseo Podcast. We are here in the Puerto Rican Cultural Center Studios on Paseo Boricua in Chicago, Illinois. I am here with two of the co-founders of Healing Hordonas. They are Melissa Cintron and Dorian Ortega. Melissa, Dorian, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you. Doing well. Thank you for having us. 
Awesome. All right. We're happy to have you both on. What should our listeners know about you? Dory, let's start with you. I am a mental health clinical therapist. I work within the community and provide mental health services. I am one of the co-founders of Healing Jodonas, and we started this two years ago, uh, creating and forming space for people to heal through poetry. As a therapist, some of my activist friends in the community thought that having a safe space where we can come and share our talents of poetry, of spoken word, of art, um, in a way that is different than performing, more of a space of compassion and um, processing, um, we felt were, was needed. Um, and so we started that uh, collaboration with Urban Theater Company to have a free, uh, brave space for the community to come in and process and heal. Definitely want to get into what Healing Hordonas is. But Melissa, I want to give you the mic. What is something or some things that our listeners should know about you? Well, I am born and raised in Humboldt Park. Um, I've been working in the Humboldt Park community for about 17 years now, on and off on several different projects. And I used to be one of the youth organizers for the Café Teatro Bate Urbano. I am one of the Jodona parts of the healing Jodona. She's the healing. <laughs> I'm one of the Jodonas. Just like a chingona kind of uh, term for us Boricuas. So let's talk about Healing Jodonas. What is it and what's its purpose? Dory, why don't we start with you? What is Healing Jodonas? Healing Jodonas is, well, first of all, Jodonas is a term of endearment. Mm -hmm. And it is a term that I think embodies the agitator. For many of the Mexican and Central American community, Chingona is this term that embodies like women who are fierce, and for Puerto Ricans, the term Jodona is kind of equivalent to that term. And so uh, the reason for that particular term is because many of uh, so the founders, some of our founders and um, uh, have had a long history in political activism, such as the release of the Puerto Rican political prisoner, Oscar Lopez Rivera. And so. In those movements, many of those uh, many of the movements um, to free the political prisoners has this very strong um, women-led uh, activism, and so um, during uh, some of the protests while Oscar was still in prison, there was a group of women, mm -hmm. thirty-five women for Oscar. So it was a, a group of women that gathered, I think, monthly and would stand in the corner in Humble Park and protest for as long as Oscar was in prison. So it'd be a minute for every year he was in prison. Mm. And so um, admiring just these group of women and, and women in general in activism work and social justice work um, are, are really doing a lot of the <laughs> legwork and the compassionate work and the nurturing work when it comes to movements. And so uh, some of them are us <laughs> in the work. And so, uh, Really, we were inspired after Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico. This was like something that really caused lots of obviously crisis and disrupt. And, and some of us here in the diaspora felt very disconnected and um, helpless. And so 
we held a poetry for justice circle and invited just different artists to come and just share pieces that they had worked on and we held it in a way that we were able to process so it wasn't a way to it wasn't necessarily a performance and this was something that we felt was really powerful and we wanted to keep it going and so um part of keeping that going was to honor that some of us need breathing space and some of us need a place to just kind of clear our heads and many of us kind of have a hard time finding those spaces since some of us are really hardcore activists mm. <laughs> and some of us know you know don't know when to stop and mm. don't know when to kind of slow down because the work needs to be done and so this is just a a, a helpful space to be able to just kind of stop and pause and process and to recharge. Is what you do kind of on a case-by-case -case basis? Do people reach out to you and say, hey, we'd love you to come in and do a healing poetry circle? Lately, we have had um, some inquiries of folks um, like uh, and spaces that want to have a healing circle. Um, mm -hmm. More recently, I held one at an elementary school. You had hosted La Maestra. Mm -hmm. She works at Cameron Elementary School, actually up the street from the church that I attend. And I held a, a poetry circle for little girls. And it was really nice and powerful because, um, you know, some people are really surprised how creative they can be with a couple of minutes of reflection and a prompt word. And um, and sometimes people, you know, really are surprised by the support that they can get mm -hmm. by sharing some of their, like, some of the things that their mind is being boggled by. So, yeah, we have hosted some workshops. There's a, a series of workshops that happen quarterly called Books Brunch Botanica. It happens at Q4 radio station. We had one there recently. So, yeah, it's kind of case by case. However, Urban Theater is our home. So mm. Urban Theater has decided to continue to host us as long as we can. And Melissa, what about you? How would you describe Healing Hodonas? It's a safe space where we can come together and express ourselves creatively, um, support one another, but also unpack a lot of trauma that we're sharing as a lived experience as subjects of patriarchy and colonialism. Um, I think it's a very important uh, element to have a space for that because I feel that in in mental, when you think of mental health, you don't think of um, those things immediately. A lot of times it's more like clinical or maybe something that's more broad or general for everyone, but there's a specific uh, type of trauma that comes with colonialism. And just to be able to discuss those things and break it down and really reflect on, you know, um, how we cope the way that we do and also kind of give ourselves grace for those things. I think it helps. Um, I think it helps when we see others and give them grace and compassion for those things. It helps us internally as well. I mentioned the Cafe Teatro Bate Urbano before. Um, within that space, I got to meet a lot of youth from all over Chicago and a lot of these youth had a really hard time, not just as your average, you know, teenage experience, but, you know, a lot of, you know, drug, drug use, violence in their home, um, you know, have gone through abusive 
you know, experiences in their lives. And um, a lot of times we saw these kids just like out at all times of night. Um, and uh, we had this space where we had workshops with the youth and we had like events um, on the weekends and we had an after school program. But even with all of that, we still saw these youth out there just running around, just wilding. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so for us, it was a collective of college students that were basically just mentoring youth. This was all like grassroots. This was all youth led. It was um, it was run by us. This was besides our regular jobs, besides our school and everything. And we'd come and we'd not just do the workshops and all that, but try to just have them hang out as much as possible. Just those moments of being there for them when they had nowhere else to go, it it um, it made a huge impact on them. And I feel that we, we got to sit down, even though it wasn't something structured, we had a lot of like, really impromptu, like really heartfelt discussions. And I just saw just those little conversations were sitting around talking and they were just so impactful. You could see, um, you know, change within them and just how they look at themselves, how they're looking at their community, um, their future. You could just tell it really made a difference. And mm -hmm. even now, whatever, 15 years later, I've had youth write to me. I'm like, thanks for being there. I think creating these spaces is so essential to that healing process. You know, I, th I think we oftentimes when we're wrestling with something emotionally, physically, mentally, uh, specifically with trauma, sometimes we can think that that's something that we need to keep inside ourselves and just wrestle with on our own. And sometimes mm -hmm. you feel like you're on a little island by yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so creating these spaces where you can hear from other people in that struggle, um, get support. I think that goes a long way to someone kind of finding that balance in their everyday life. And it doesn't just end with one visit, I'm sure. It's something mm -hmm. that has to be consistently worked on. Talk about the continued work that you both have done. So Healing Hordonas has three co-founders. You you shared a lot of good stuff on the purpose behind your organization, but why you? Why you three? What was that light bulb moment where you were like, okay, this is something we should do, and this is something that we're capable of pulling off? So I worked at the Puerto Rican Cultural Center as a mental health counselor for youth at El Rescate Transitional Living Program. And then I also worked as a counselor for people living with HIV. Um, so as a mental health counselor in the community, community really encourages creativity. And I think that the beauty of working in the community was to be inspired about how to get really important topics talked about and accepted. And so things like HIV, you know, to talk openly about HIV or to talk openly about diabetes with a program like Muevete, you know, a program like Vida Sida existing um, to provide, you know, free HIV testing, having a living space for young people who are LGBTQ plus to just feel safe um, because they're not accepted. There has always been kind of this nice dynamic way of getting these important health or social justice issues in the Puerto Rican community of Humboldt Park. And so um, working in this space and also 
being familiar with how powerful mental wellness is uh, as a professional and also seeing activism work at play and knowing the history of the community. My training was in Latino mental health and part of the training of multicultural or radical-based therapy or liberational-based therapy is creating movement and changes and also offering space for reflective uh, change. So um, my background as uh, also a founder of a private practice called Fly Radical Therapy, which stands for First Love Yourself, and the radical therapy piece is to promote marginalized groups to love themselves, to care for themselves through some of the political oppression that we all deal with on different levels. And so um, I met Melissa and Janita through poetry open mics. That's how we all actually know each other. Um, I went to UIC. I studied at UIC. I took Jose Lopez's class on introduction to Puerto Rican <laughs> studies and got my mind blown like everybody else. <laughs> and during that time, I was a, uh, as a student, I was part of UPRS, which is Union for Puerto Rican Students. And uh, at one point I was president and helped to coordinate um monthly uh, uh, Noche de Poetas. So we would coordinate open mics for Noche de Poetas for students, and we would collaborate with DePaul and Northeastern, and um, we would host open mic nights. And so that's how we all know each other. Dory, thank you for sharing that story. Melissa, what about you? At the time that all of this got started, I was actually in the middle of a whole, whole breakdown. Um, I was just freshly out of a domestic violence relationship. I was homeless. I was feeling suicidal. Um, I have a long history of uh, mental health issues with like depression and anxiety. Um, and that's besides like my physical stuff, but it's like BPD too. Um, and then I have ED, which affects uh, my, gives me gr chronic pain. And then I have the ADD. And then I have the CPTSD. And uh, I also have TD. And um, when I PMS, everyone is SOL. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't want to let out. I just no, chuckled I, a lot. I appreciated the alphabet soup you just threw at us. Exactly. Yeah, no, that That's was, what I am, an alphabet soup. Yeah. No, you took but, me on a roller coaster there. Yes. So there are just yeah. a lot of things going mm -hmm. on in me and around me all at one time, um, physically, emotionally. Um, and But a large part of it was that I wasn't doing something that fulfilled me at the mm -hmm. time as well. And I ran into Dorian, hadn't seen her in a while. And she's always been one of my favorite people. Didn't even know she was a therapist. And I just saw her and she's like, how are you? I just like puked everything all over her. Mm. And she's like, oh, I'm a therapist now. I've been doing these groups and I'm not, I've been thinking about doing something for all of us in the community. So I'm like, let's do it. 
night. <laughs> like, I was like, so she's like, yeah, starts, you know, yeah. she invited me <laughs> to like help out. I was like, let's do it. I'm so down. I didn't have a therapist at the time and have insurance at the time. I said, I'll take whatever I can to get and I'll help out whatever I can do. And, um, and I've always liked writing and performing and it's always been a source of catharsis for me as well. So I wow. just thought it was an amazing idea. And also I've been hungry, thirsty for some kind of mental uh, wellness programs around um, Humboldt Park, mm. uh, especially among the activists here, because for a very, very long time, a lot of us would get very burnout. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we would be told there's no such thing. And as much as you want to be selfless and as much as you want to give, it's the old adage, you can't give from an empty cup. Mm -hmm. And it's so, so true. Because I, I saw a lot of people get very overwhelmed and just go away from activism, go away from nonprofits, go away from caring. And that's like the opposite of what we need. Right. So if we're here helping each other get through these things, giving us of giving each other these spaces to breathe and and vent and reflect, it just makes a world of difference. We want to take this moment to say thank you again for listening. When you download our podcast or subscribe to the podcast itself, that makes a world of difference. So gracias for taking your time to listen to us. We also want to take this time to thank the sponsor of today's episode. This episode would not be possible without the generous support of the Puerto Rican Cultural Center. The Puerto Rican Cultural Center, located at 2546 West Division Street, right here in Chicago, is a community-based, grassroots, educational, health, and cultural services organization founded on the principles of self-determination, self-actualization, and self-sufficiency that is all activist-oriented. For more information on the work they do, give them a visit at their website at prcc-chgo.org. Again, that's prcc-chgo.org. Now, if you or anyone else you know would like to be a sponsor of the Paseo Podcast, please email us at paseopod at gmail.com. That's P-A-S-E-O-P-O-D at gmail.com. Tell them Joshua from Humble Park sent you. Healing Hordonas, Healing Poetry Circles. You're collaborating with the Urban Theater Company. You touched on the mm -hmm. history, the, the historical significance of why it's being hosted there. How would you describe a healing poetry circle for people that are unaware of not had the chance to experience that? I can just break down how it goes down usually. Um, when we started the circles to be intentionally for a space of healing, 
um, after the hurricane. I want to also mention that um, the Puerto Rican agenda at that time had also created many relief efforts and they had the concept of the three R's, the rescue, relief, and rebuild. Mm -hmm. And so along that, in addition to providing the, the healing circle spaces, we wanted to embody um, using a prompt word with the prefix re in it. Mm -hmm. So every month we use a word with the prefix re and the intention is to um, be able to have space where we just where we come together we come together to write and also we're delving into our inner strengths as well as who we are and who we come from our ancestry our, our powerful you know spirit and almost like um, using using a word that embodies that essence in the circle and so Every month we ha we pick a prompt word and um, we host at the Urban Theater. Um, usually we check in, so folks introduce each other as they like. We go through agreements, so we have space agreements of respect and um, willingness to share. If folks don't feel like sharing, that's totally okay. We, I like to say agreements. I don't like to say uh, rules or things that you're not supposed to do in the space. It's more about what's encouraged in the space. And so after we do check-ins, after we do agreements, we introduce the space and the history of the space. Um, and then we provide um, the prompt word. Um, and so after we provide the prompt word, everyone is, um, well, one, everybody is welcome with a notebook. And sorry, I didn't mention that. But everybody, uh, notebooks are provided at the space. However, they're not taken. And people are encouraged to just use the notebooks for um, the space and to return it. And some people actually leave their pieces. Mm -hmm. And so it's a really cute way to kind of just recycle in general, recycling. Yeah, <laughs> um, sure. um, and so so everyone gets a notebook. Pens are provided. Um Obviously, people can come and bring their own um, pens or paper or utilize their phone if they need to. And so we do provide the materials. So for uh, we, we give the prompt word and then I put the clock of seven minutes and you write. Uh, I play a little bit of calming music. And then afterwards, we uh, share if people feel comfortable sharing. So they'll share, you know, folks will share their piece. We'll go one by one. And then after somebody shares, um, we provide what's called compassionate feedback. And so somebody who provides compassionate feedbacks just kind of is, you know, struck by the words that was um, that was shared and, and maybe shares how they relate to that, uh, what was said, what was said in the reflection. Um, and it's nice because, you know, we're, when we're in the circle, we're all looking at each other. Nobody has their back uh, face towards each other. And that's the idea is to be seen. And related to so that's we all use the same word and we're all trying to seeing it in our own way and we're also kind of connecting in different ways and so you see and you know maybe melissa could share a little bit about this but when you have a piece that you know folks are sharing about we connect in different ways and relate in different ways and then are able to kind of find that support um within that space and that's you know something that at least um, folks experience during the space. And then once we're done, we do a, a meditative breath. So we all get up since we sit for about two hours during the space. We get up, we move around, we jiggle a little bit. Um, and then we do a nice collective breath. And then that's it. 
Right. We were talking about this before we recorded that uh, I have been certified to be a peace circle keeper and hearing you describe the uh, healing poetry circles like, well, OK, there's a lot of similarities here. In my experience facilitating uh, peace circles, I feel like there's a wide spectrum of people. There's people that are like super down, ready, and you get a little bit of resistance from some other people. It's just too unfamiliar, you know, and sometimes it takes a bit to, to ease them in. You've shared why doing these is significant, but I'd like to hear from your experiences. What's it been like getting resistance from people? Like, have you ever had a, a, a moment where you've invited somebody to come, maybe push back a little bit? Like, oh, why would I ever go to that? Not and how do you navigate not that? Not necessarily Sorry. pushback. Yeah. Like, it sounds nice for a lot of mm, people. Like, this sounds mm -hmm. nice. Sure. Um, I think what I have, what I have, I guess what's, what, what could be interpreted as resistance is many people have, um, have difficulty sharing in public. I mean, mm -hmm. public speaking is like, America's number one like fear right. and so um, I think there is sometimes a uh, fear of sharing in front of others um, which is totally understandable um, and that's really like the the biggest one maybe the location but um, the sharing in front of others is is something and processing in front of others has been something that I've that I've heard mm -hmm. um, and we have had folks come in to circles who don't share it on only came mm -hmm. just to participate and then shared afterwards like wow that was really powerful yeah. i'm sorry i didn't participate and i'm like no please don't be sorry like mm -hmm. this is your comfort zone if you just came to share space and give support like this was the whole point of the group i actually i do recall um inviting someone um and they're just like i don't write i don't write poetry and like mm -hmm. and i was like look you know what it's not about the poetry yeah it's about the connection. It's about being there. I said, you can write yourself a letter. You can write a letter to someone else. You can, your favorite TV character. Mm -hmm. You can, you know, people, we've had people sketch mm -hmm. what, what they, what that word made them, Yeah. you know, so it doesn't necessarily cool. have to be poetry. It yeah. can be just your your form of expression exactly but, yeah. that's exactly what it and we've had um and now that you said that we had one of our our anniversary actually our two-year anniversary we had reynaldo rodriguez come and he drew a live piece of our prompt word was relief that month and he drew a beautiful um he made a painting um, uh, with the relief uh, uh, word in it, and it embodied all of the essence of what Puerto Rican culture is. And um, it was beautiful. It's such a beautiful piece um, because it was in memory and honor of people who have survived the hurricane. And it was beautiful. So folks can, can do whatever they feel comfortable. Poetry is just what we are comfortable with. This is the, it's the language we speak. It, for whatever reason, our brains are able to formulate rhymes. <laughs> and, and it's just kind of how it comes out. Um, and so that's just like our form of writing. And uh, anyone is encouraged. We've had folks who are storytellers, rappers. Pinky Ring mm -hmm. has come, yeah. right? And <laughs> or sing. Oh, we did. We did. Yeah, yeah, we had somebody come with a guitar. We've had folks paint, draw. So how do people sign up for a healing peace circle? Do they just show up? Mm -hmm. So you you can uh, just show up when we post it. We have we post our on our Instagram um, when we have the circles at Healing Hodonas is our handle. Mm -hmm. And um, healinghodonas at gmail.com. 
is our email. So you can sign up or you can email us if you're interested in even hosting a circle. I've had somebody want to do a circle at their house for like their birthday party. So let's oh, see how that goes. All right. <laughs> okay. Nothing like healing at a birthday party. Like go for it. Yeah. 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 Like happy birthday. I see you have three notebooks Multiple. with you. These are the notebooks that are brought to each healing piece circle people can use, but they have to leave from the dollar store. Right yes. on. Right they are from right. the one dollar holla. They're one dollar. I understand there's some poetry in those notebooks. Are there any pieces that you'd like to share on air? Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, so I have a few just to give you an idea of some of the words that we have used, like I said, um, was, you know, relief was one. Um, so some of these are relief and then um, one was repair. So I'm going to read the repair. Again, keep in mind, these are um, these are done on the spot. And so some of these are just reflective pieces. Sure. And so um, here we go. Repair. Fixing this mess is like, where do I even begin to repair something broken for so long? The piece appears to be scattered all over, jaded, sharp, deformed, unmalleable. As I sit in a frozen stance, hopelessness weighs heavy on my hands and shoulders. My head to the sky, then to the ground in dismay. How will I fix what won't go away? How do you fix something that gets broken over and over again? What is broken exactly? What pieces are needing to be put back? Which ones can stay where they are with no need to return? When things get broken, sometimes it feels like an end that I have to learn how to grieve and accept because even though I may have needed certain pieces eternally those pieces had to get spread for someone else there are things we cannot hold or fix once broken sometimes there is no room for repair but when there is the possibility it represents something now like your capability that's great so and that's just people off the cuff after getting the seven minutes mm-hmm. of silence, just whatever comes to them, they put that pen to paper. Yeah. Mm. It's beautiful. Some of the people yeah. who have come to circles who are mm-hmm. rappers or um, story writers mm-hmm. or um, reporters have had, uh, have reported, have told me that this helped with writer's block. Mm. And I always encourage people to do it on their own. Like the idea is to provide space where we can do it collectively um and you can do seven minutes on your own of reflection time it's not that long it's not that short it's like just enough time to get some nice you know stuff out how can people stay connected with you both with your organization your social media handles websites how can people keep up with y'all you can follow puerto rican chicago archives on facebook and on twitter for myself, I I do some poetry and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can follow at P H U K N P H O E N I X. Healing Hodonas is on Instagram is at Healing Hodonas. We have a Facebook page and you can email us at Healing at Gmail. Me, Dorian, my private practice handle is Fly Radical Therapy. I'm also at Fly Radical therapy at gmail.com fly stands for first love yourself and then my personal is dory keep swimming ig handle i'm all about the ig (laughs) love it love it all right well our listeners you heard the handles you heard the sites you heard about healing poetry circles you know where to go healing hordonas you know where to find them we'll put all that was mentioned in the show notes if you need the links so 
Melissa, Dory, thank you both for coming on the Paseo podcast. Thank you for having us. Special thanks to Melissa Cintron and Dorian Ortega for coming on the podcast. If you are interested in going to a healing poetry circle, you heard it in the conversation, but they offer it the last Thursday of every month at the Urban Theater Company. In fact, today, Thursday, February 27th, the date that this podcast dropped, they are offering their healing poetry circles tonight. So you heard their contact information, definitely reach out to them. I have also put their contact information in the show notes. Without our awesome guests, this podcast would not be possible. And without you, our listeners, this would not be possible. So we really appreciate you listening. If you want to reach out to the show, connect with us by visiting our website, baseomedia.org, emailing us at baseopodcast at gmail.com, and following us at baseopodcast on Facebook and Twitter. If you have a tip, want to pitch a story, or send us a compliment, we love to hear from you. Thanks for downloading this episode and see you next week. Cuídate.